0: back to Safe Talk with Safe Start. I'm still Tim page Bodorf, and recently, uh, along with a colleague Shane Arnaud, did a podcast entitled, Is BBS Dead? Your response to that episode was so overwhelming that tells us there's still a desire for information on the subject of behavior-based safety. So, I thought we could take a, te- a deeper dive into why those valuable processes fail. I'd like for you to take a look at this from the perspective of why. Why might you have experienced failure, and what can you do about it? By the way, note to the listener, we'll be using the terms BBS and observation and feedback, as some organizations call them, interchangeably, as we're talking about the same exact thing. So I've brought in today my friend and fellow consultant Joe Tantarelli to help me sort through all of this. Joe was literally buried alive earlier in his career, and in fact, Joe and I discussed that in a previous podcast with the exact same title. If you haven't listened to it, it's an amazing story. Joe, welcome back to the podcast, my friend.
1: Thank you, Tim. It's a pleasure and actually an honor to be back here with you and your listeners. Thanks for the invitation.
0: It's my pleasure. As I mentioned, I would like to discuss why BBS processes fail, if you will, I'd like to take the approach of a post-mortem, much like you would in conducting an accident investigation. We've got a lot to discuss, so I'm going to jump right into this. You ready?
1: Well, I better be.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, let's start with the title of this podcast. What's really wrong with BBS?
1: Straightforward answer? Nothing. If you do it correctly. Uh, Talk about the devil and the details on how organizations fail and why. There's a myriad of reasons.
0: Well, that's a fair answer. (laughs) I mean, what's the biggest reason BBS processes have let many organizations down?
1: Well, we're jumping right in, aren't we? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Not going to be a popular answer, but I've been known to do that. Uh, Hard questions and hard answers gets the job done. But in a few words, homegrown BBS or observation and feedback processes, They've been around for decades. Their staying power is a testament to their uh, effectiveness if if they're done well. Uh, to those who say BBS is old technology, which I hear that quite often lately, they're all ready to give up on it. But I say uh, so's the wheel, but we update it and we're still using it. So, And that's exactly the same way BBS is. Uh, let's see, where was I? Oh, yeah, homegrown processes. <sighs> Many have gotten into trouble when some higher up, usually with little knowledge of safety, gets wind of BBS as a concept. Uh, It's also suggestions a lot of times with uh, OSHA, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, The higher up then sends someone to the BBS provider's public workshop. When that person returns, that same higher up decides for various reasons. Money, 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 (laughs) money. That's usually the first thing. And they then order that same neophyte in BBS to create a homegrown version of what they've learned.
0: Oh, God, that's a great point. Seriously, it's unrealistic to expect anyone to be an expert on anything just because they attended a three-day workshop. It reminds me of that commercial. Are you a brain surgeon? Uh, No, but I did stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night. (laughs) You know,
1: and that commercial is so memorable because it's so outrageous, but that's exactly what it's like when people try to take the reins when they don't have a good understanding of the process. So Mm -hmm. um, you're correct. Three days of classroom work doesn't stand a chance to get someone who's been honing his or her craft for decades. I know we'll be discussing all the unnecessary problems with that approach. Some will be obvious and some of them will be uh, actually subtle but just as effective in derailing the process.
0: So let's get off on the right foot here. I guess at the very beginning, this is a good place to start as anywhere. So the selection of observers, what do you think?
1: Oh, this is going to be a short one eh, compared to the rest (laughs) of the things we're going to talk about today. Uh, The easiest part of that journey, you want those who are respected by their peers. That's it. I mean, if you think about it, they obviously have good communication skills because their their peers like them and they Mm -hmm.
0: respect them. That's right. I think you nailed it. Uh, I would only add to to kind of avoid that temptation of selecting people from the safety department. Mm -hmm. First of all, one of their primary functions is compliance, and Mm -hmm. we don't need anything distracting them from that task. But the second thing is related to the first. They may not be the most popular people you get to work with. I mean, the safety professional, and that's kind of what we are, traditionally is on the back end of the process of collecting data, and they're kind of performing analysis of that data when it comes to BBS. But also, we should mention, how many observers are you going to need? I think a great rule of thumb on that might be 10 to 15% of your total employee population. Each employee, they should be observed, or those that are being observed should be at least observed once a month. And that rule of thumb does several things for you. It helps hold off burnout among the observers and it will also provide variety for those employees like different styles, different approaches, you know, different sets of eyes. They all see different things and their perception is completely different, but that also prepares that organization for inevitable attrition. Hmm. All right. So we've selected the right observers. Now we kind of get, we kind of need to get them trained.
1: Yes. And my preference Uh, on site. And there are several reasons for that. Your company gets the full attention of the consultant versus the public event where you have to compete with other people to be able to get uh, specific concerns addressed. Secondly, we can go into your plant, your factory, or your job site, whatever it might be, to give the trainees a real sense of how this is all going to go in their world Right? Uh, with that consultant. That approach is a lot more valuable to everyone as opposed to a public event.
0: I agree. I'll tell you what, though, when it comes to training, this is kind of counterintuitive, but when it comes to training, you almost prefer to do the training off-site, but when you have to do observations, you definitely want to do those on-site. So there's a lot of skill that goes into these observations, and I agree, to get as much focus on your site as possible. I've seen what I call an avalanche effect when it comes to training. It, It looks like this. You get observers trained up properly, then they turn around. And they enter the same higher ups as you mentioned and, and order the new or replacement observer training collapsed to maybe in half an hour. I'm completely vexed how they possibly think that's a good idea. Another indication they don't understand is the power of BBS. I mean, I believe the most important aspect of BBS is the proper communication piece. Don't you agree?
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, one thing that I really uh, was impressed with immediately with SafeTrack is we take four hours out of the three days just to focus on how to communicate to folks, uh, not only the obvious, but how to positively correct someone. Uh, you, you need to get that desired behavior change and uh, positively reinforce safe behaviors. We have a tendency to forget that part. <laughs> hey, you're doing a great job, you know, Uh the The employees will be driven to repeat those behaviors if we do that.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, if you get that crucial part wrong, you're kind of on the mm-hmm. road towards quotas. Then like it's a matter of a quick, sharp turn into pencil whipping.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen some amazing counterfeiting over the years in my <laughs> business. I've seen guys rub dirt on the observation cards boot tracks crumpled cards and even half moon coffee steams from the mug and i've even seen people be so professional at it they use a different colored ink pen all the time just to make it look like it's it's not done at the end of the month when the quotas are necessary Mm -hmm. yeah um if the observers don't clearly understand the value of the observations the personal value that is so important in everything that we do you'll find yourself propping the whole process up with quotas incentives And at that point, you'll find yourself without much of a process at all.
0: I'm glad you said that, Mm -hmm. because when you start entering the quota phase, uh, (laughs) then the whole vision of observation and feedback just collapses on itself. So, all right. Thank you for that. Uh, Another area that we kind of should talk about is observation and feedback is not some kind of catch a scheme. We are not safety police.
1: Amen. Amen. We're out there to make things better, not worse. So you need to (laughs) you don't want to be spying on the folks uh, and spring out on them seeming like like the police do when they uh, when they catch us speeding. Right. And give us a ticket.
0: (laughs) That's never happened to you, has it?
1: Uh, No, never.
0: (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) All right. So let's uh, just talk to the listeners real quick. I want everyone listening to take kind of a mental trip back to the last time they were pulled over by a cop. And then just kind of ask yourself this question. What were you thinking? Was it like, oh, sweet, learning opportunity, or, or was it something else? I mean, the point is, observation should always be a positive experience. And you said it, Joe. We're out there to make things better. Talk to us about audits versus behavior-based safety. Oh,
1: one of my pet peeves. And it rings in my ears even to this day, even though I heard it many years ago from our friend Jack Jackson.
0: <laughs> I knew that what would he's... get your blood pumping. I knew that would get your blood pumping. <laughs> okay,
1: you have the floor. What he said to me, sometimes you got to untrain them to train them, Joe. Observation and feedback, and I. It, it, this is capital letters, write this down. Observation and feedback is not an audit. Mm-hmm. We've got <laughs> that, right? Audits are about physical sight and processes. BBS, well, let's face it, it's, it's baked into the name, behavior-based safety. Observers should primarily focus on behavior, both safe behavior and at-risk behavior. Here's where it gets wonky, if you will. Your safety management system should always include audits. When inexperienced observers focus on things that need to be fixed, that's redundant, and we have enough redundancy. They're missing an opportunity to change or reinforce behavior. That's when employees politely or sometimes not so politely rebel, (laughs) as well as they should. Soon, you're going to find observers who don't want to observe. That's when you'll try to prop up the system with quotas, incentives. It only leads to the dreaded pencil-weeping, even... (laughs) escalate into what i call consequential motivation <laughs> in other words we're disciplining them to do something that's that's killing them you know by the and that never works it just progressively causes more uh, amplification of the problem that we already created
0: all right well you got that out of your system
1: well until i hear or see it again tim
0: <laughs> <laughs> seriously though that's an important point Audits and observations are two entirely different things, and they should never meet. Two different hats. If you have to put on one hat over the other, then decide the hats. I mean, if you find that the majority of your observations are nothing more than audits, then you've got some work to do. All right. <clears throat> Let's talk specifically to those SafeStart customers that are listening right now. BBS is a great maintenance tool for those looking to protect their return on investment with Safe Start.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely and I'm so glad you brought this up write this down sometimes you can see rushing frustration and fatigue sometimes you can't ask anyone who's been married for a while Uh, oh and by the way here's a tip to all you young married folks when you ask your spouse what's the matter and they say nothing let me assure you you did something wrong
0: That's, I mean, that's great advice to all those significant others out there, Joe.
1: <laughs> mm, served me well, it has my young Padawan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Four and a half decades, by the way. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> uh, back, back to those states. Sometimes you can see them, sometimes you can't. But you can always ask. And this is what's so cool about Racher State. And I love it because it really puts those states top of mind for the person that's conducting the rate your state and the person who's following along with with the employee and and rating their state so awesome setup
0: that's great i i like what you said there i mean sometimes you just have to ask as far Mm -hmm. as complacency is involved or concerned the only way you can get at that state and as far as the others i've found if they're not in one of those states you could still put them on their radar just by asking hypothetical questions Mm -hmm. Like if you had a rush order late Friday that had to get out, how might that affect your performance? All right. So Joe, thank you so much. I'm just going to recap a couple of things. Behavior-based safety, getting the right observers. That's a, that's important Mm -hmm. Two thinking about what we've just talked about in terms of the communication piece. The reason why we spend a majority of our time doing communication is because it's so important. The delivery And even more important is the person perceiving the communication. Those are great points. And then you finally just said, rate your state. (sighs) We're asking somebody about if I could rate your state right now. It's just kind of, you know, just what it does. And I think you were with me when we were in Peoria, Illinois, talking to a water group. And, you know, that one person that said, no, I'm not ready right now. But they were in a trench, Joe. And you Mm -hmm. know this feeling about a person (laughs) digging in a trench and talking to them about frustration. And that, Mm -hmm. to me... I don't know. What you said there was important. So rate your state. Yes, for sure. Not an audit. Just to kind of recap, it's not an audit. Mm-hmm. It's just having a conversation. And if they don't have time, move on, move on. All right, Joe, we're kind of running out of time. Are you ready for a rapid fire round? I am, sir. I mean, there's times for observations and not a good time. What do you say about that?
1: Yes. And you said rapid fire. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take a shot at that. It's not a good time when production is down it may well be the last observation you'll ever do. Right. And the other thing that comes to mind is what we call initial actions and in safe track. Um, write this down too. <laughs> that simply means you can see what you can see as you approach the person to be observed. If you see at-risk behavior or perhaps a rule violation, never take your observation card out, intervene immediately especially if you have a legal requirement to do so. And let's face it, we have a moral obligation to do that. I'd suspend my plan to do the observation and address the issue. Well, I guess that wasn't rapid fire, but that's the best I could do.
0: That's okay. That's okay. (laughs) Intervention is so tough right now because some people just are are afraid of conflict. And if they weren't equipped with the same communication techniques that we just talked about. Yeah. Anyway, your answer was great. If you'd let me, I'm going to add to it. If while walking up and you see like an immediately dangerous to life and health situation, suspend the observation and Mm -hmm. conduct the intervention. All right. Final rapid round question. What do you say to those who aren't seeing improvement within their data?
1: Well, Tim, there's a few things that we can do. It's likely either a quality or a quantity issue. Uh, In some cases, it's both. Uh, Pick at random A handful of observation cards. If you're happy with the quality, then it's a quantity issue. Just generate more observations. And sometimes the data is illuminating. Sometimes it's not. Uh, But remember this. (laughs) You have likely helped raise someone's awareness by just stopping at the place that they're at and having a meaningful conversation. That's significant. Awareness up, mistakes down. And I'll quote a very wise man. What we're doing here, Joe, is simply raising awareness. And that's from Mr. Norm Wilson. Uh, So, yeah.
0: We we have not mentioned Norm Wilson on the podcast. And I'm so (laughs) grateful that you brought that up. So, yeah, what you said was true. And great things happen when awareness is up. Quality, can you imagine? Performance, productivity, all of those things. All right, Joe. Thank you for the rapid round. Any closing thoughts with awesome. our listeners today? Uh, well, just a couple. Uh,
1: one, get a good consultant and keep in touch with them. And I always make, reassure my clients that a phone call is free if they run into any trouble. Because BBS is crucial to leading, leading indicators. And it, it depresses me when I walk onto sites and say, how's your BBS going? And, and well, yeah, um, we're making them do the cards. Are you satisfied with it? Uh, mm, no. Or, yeah, we got some people doing it. Um, we're missing the boat by not doing this in a way that makes it efficient and makes it worthwhile to the employees. And when we see that personal ownership, that's when we're going to see improvement and benefit for everybody involved.
0: Oh, thank you for saying that. That's great advice to end the podcast on to so Joe. Thank you for taking some time to, to be with us today.
1: It's always good uh, to catch up with you, Tim.
0: Yeah, I, I, if any time I can get you on the phone or on a podcast, I I, I would do it. And it's great, to, uh, it's great to spend this time, especially with summer coming up. And uh, thank you, Joe. I appreciate it. If you'd like to reach out to Joe and pick his brain, you could do so by email. His email is joe at safestart.com. Once again, that's J-O-E at safestart.com. Please remember to share this podcast, and you can email me directly at tim at safestart.com if you have any topics that you'd like for us to cover if you'd like more information on safe track or even rate your state that joe mentioned reach out to your account executive or check out safestart.com don't forget about our human factors conference coming up in orlando florida kissimmee and that'll be february 22nd 2022 we would like to thank you for listening and for safe talk with safestart i am tim page botter and until next time we'll see you down the road